What's the word, people? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again, bringing you another amazing episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, what's going on with you, man? Glad to have you back in action. What's good? Living the dream, Sherman. Living the dream. How are yourself? Yeah, man. You know, as always, you know, like I said, I can always complain, but why bother? You got to keep on moving, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Um, and we got a lot to talk about today. We know we've been absent for a little bit. You know, sorry about that, folks. But we are here. We are back in action, as I mentioned. Dude, one thing I wanted to touch on quickly, I don't know if you got a chance to see this uh, heavyweight fight that took place last week. But, man, Deontay Wilder got his butt whooped by Tyson Fury. Uh, man, this Back. was <laughs> this was leading up to be, you know, this is probably one of the biggest fights in boxing a long, long time. Probably since, what, uh, McGregor Mayweather? You know, maybe yeah. before that, Mayweather yeah. Pacquiao, you know. Yeah. But, man, this was, everyone knows, you know, Deontay Wilder suffered a TKO loss in the seventh round when his corner actually threw in the towel. Yeah. I mean, allegedly, it allegedly. No, they did. They did. It was there. They, they, they threw in the towel. <laughs> it, but uh, it did. But uh, it's just, man, he was just getting rocked, dude. Honestly, I had Wilder winning this fight from the beginning. Literally, I was all in on Wilder. I thought that right hand would just be too much for Tyson Fury. You know, he, Tyson Fury came in real quite heavy. Um, you know, Deontay Wilder did bulk up a little bit, but man, it was just, he was just getting tagged left and right. And you do first, first of all, let's go back. Let's go back to Deontay Wilder's entrance with his crazy 40 pound costume. He was talking about now. Made his legs tired, huh? Yeah. Now he's saying that his costume made his legs tired. No fool. That, that ruptured eardrum that you possibly (laughs) had getting rocked in beside your head made your legs all wobbly and stuff. Not your damn costume. So kick rocks, kick rocks with that nonsense, yo. We're not having it. (laughs) But man, I mean, I I just can't, I just can't believe that he just got rocked so bad. And then he looks like he's, they're going to initiate, the rematch obviously it was in it was in the close that whoever the lo- the, lo- the loser could initiate a uh, rematch with this. There will be a part three to this duel. Um, what do you think about what did you think about the fights? And you know, could we could we expect the same thing again in, in a possible rematch? Um, I don't know if we could expect the same thing, depending on what uh, Deontay Wilder does. I mean, if he bulks up a little bit more, I think he could actually handle Tyson Fury is a big guy. You know, I mean, just uh, like looks like a purebred slobber knocker. You know, um, so yeah, rather than focus on your attire coming into the ring, maybe focus on your opponent. Like, well, how, how are you actually going to go with this guy? Um, you can't take those many hits. You know what I mean? You can't be caught in the crossfire as often as he was. Um, but yeah, if you're going to get, if you're the, really, it's the, we we're, we're saying that a ruptured eardrum cost him the fight, right? Which I don't know how you keep yourself from getting, uh, head injuries in a sport where it's boxing and the, the object is to knock you out. Um, <laughs> literally, literally, right. Uh, exactly what LL said. Um, so I, I <laughs> you know, I don't know where they, it's good to see that there are at least some people vying for that heavyweight bout that, you know, is boxing has been missing for years. Again, we talk right. about the success of someone like um, Floyd Mayweather. His bites, his fights are, you know, pretty boring with him just running around the ring for the most of the time. Now, he is undefeated. You know, that's something that he'll he'll take uh, to wherever he goes now as the money team. Shout out money team. Um, <laughs> you know- uh Oh, go ahead. It's it's funny because people always say you know Mayweather fights him was boring does knock people out. Here's the thing, he's a defensive fighter. Yeah, always has been. But here's the thing about boxing. What's the what's the main goal in boxing? To hit the other guy and win yeah. the fight, right? Here's the thing, you can't lose if you don't get hit, right? Fact. Okay. Science. So science. 
there you go. So he's not getting hit. Therefore, he's winning his fight. So he's doing what he needs to do and win. He he basically is you know pretty much retired. You know, done for the game. You know, maybe he could fight another uh, once again. But fifty matches, fifty wins. I mean, you know what I mean. So what is he doing wrong? Oh yeah, nothing. So you, just, <laughs> <laughs> you can say what you want to. You can say what you want, but he's doing something right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I'm going to speak for those fans that want to see someone get in in ring CTE. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, <laughs> I know it's not it's not fun. That's what happens. That's how you win. No, this trust game. me. I get it. You want you want to see an old fashioned slobber knocker. I get it with the head. But this is, we've talked we've actually talked about this before that boxing needs true heavyweights like it was yeah. back in the 90s with Tyson and Holyfield and Lennox Lewis and things like that. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. You know, yeah. so it's kind of good that we see these big dudes going at it, you know. Know, got this got this real just real rivalry between these two wilder and fury so i'm definitely going to be looking forward to um the part three whenever that happens possibly next year you know but man like i said fury was just lighting him up he dropped him the third i think he dropped him again in the fifth round and then finally it just got too much you know wilder's legs was going out you know bleeding from the ear bleeding from the mouth you know, it's like, and we said, you know, he could have had, you know, vertigo, the, the ruptured yeah. eardrum, possibly. Yeah. Man, it was just a mess. But like I said, shout out to Tyson Fury coming out with that victory. He did what he had to do, and he and he, and he got it done. Congratulations. Yep. yep. Moving along, let's. I wanted to talk quickly, quickly about some basketball action. It'll also last week or a week before was we we haven't talked about the All Star Game, the All Star Game activities, and we uh, we usually happens every year. Well, it does happen every year, and. Um, of course, you know, the All-Star Game weekend, you have the three-point shootout, the dunk contest, things like that. And, of course, the game. Um, I wanted to really talk about the dunk contest. Man, this is the third time Aaron Gordon has been robbed of a title. I'm just saying. Dude, what does he have to do to win a dunk contest? I don't know what else he can do. He jumped over Taco Fall, who was seven foot 16 <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> you know? so i don't know what else he has to do uh, I, I don't. I think the story of his career is going to be how he got, got robbed three times uh, and probably made the NBA tons of money uh, as a true participant uh, and, uh, you know, valiant participant in the, the dunk contest. I mean, did he, to his credit, he did justice to those who came before him and Kobe Bryant and Vince Carter uh, and uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Muggsy Bogues, you know, those individuals who we look at and like we're jammers, right? The Sean Kemp's out there. That's that's what I will take away from that. But did the man did get robbed. I mean, you're telling me the problem is simple, simple arithmetic. This isn't the Olympics. You're telling me that these guys couldn't add some numbers together or at least see with their eyes and vote the right way. Uh, the second time he got robbed, that was a joke. This time, I, it's it's not it's not a joke. It's not funny. I think it's it's they just love the uh, the scintillating nature of this. He had like five fifty point dunks. Like, what else do you have to do? I get it. You know, it went to overtime and things like that. Here's the thing: if you have a tie at the end of regulation, okay, you maybe have one dunk off between you guys because you have two. You have one dunk off, okay, and you have a what? If it's tied, you either do one of two things: you either share the trophy or you do a combined total score of all your dunks including the regular portion and the overtime dunk off and then get the winner from there and like i said if it's tied after that you still just share the trophy just give them both the trophy i mean shout out to Derek jones jr he came out he he did he yeah. did some great dunks but dude aaron gordon has probably one of the greatest dunkers i think we've seen and he has not yet won 
an, an all-star game dunk, uh, dunk contest, which is a travesty. It is a travesty. I mean, you know, the NBA gets it right in some scenarios and other times they don't. And, you know, but then again, this is like, well, it's up to the judges, right? The judges are the ones who are making this happen. Right. So mm-hmm. do we do we fault this panel? You know, this is how many yeah. 15, a group of 15 different people, because it's five judges, I think. Right. Yeah, I think it's four or five, five judges. Right. Yes, five, five judges. judges. So so 15 people couldn't unanimously pick this guy as the winner. There's either uh, a problem there or, you know, they were just more impressed with somebody else. You know? um, R- right, right, right. Shout out to Aaron Gordon. Yes. Yeah. Also, you mentioned about getting it right. A new form, a new thing they tried to change up this year was the way the all the game itself on Sunday night was actually done. How you had individual quarters you know, yep. uh, giving money for charity, which is always yep. a good thing. And good. and of course, the last the quarter, the fourth quarter of the game had a set mark of um, going for 24 points and then an eye to Kobe. Of course, we know the jerseys were two and 24 for each team respectively in honor mm-hmm. of Kobe and Gigi. And we'll talk about them here in a few minutes. Um, but what did you, what did you think about it? How you had the individual quarters kind of, you know, there, there was it still, it was still um, keeping track of the overall score. Yes. yes. But you know, individual winning an individual quarter, giving money to charity and then the fourth quarter having that set. So there's no time on the clock in the fourth quarter. You have to basically get to this score and that's it. So I'm kind of like kind yeah. of like old school street outside playing street ball. You know, get to the point. Yeah. And that's it. Your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I will say for uh, the game that it was and the events that were there, it was exciting. You know what I mean? It was. I feel like it was a lot more competitive as well than we've seen of late. But really, you know, the All Star Game is supposed to be a a showcase of some of the NBA's best. And I don't know if we can compare some of the '90s and 2000s uh, All Star Games to some of today's All Star Games. It, it was it was a great thing to watch i think uh especially that format at the end with going to 21 right um or excuse me 24 um i i you know i do like the nod i like the the, the remembrances for kobe uh and gg um and you know really I, hey if the nba wants to go turn into rock and jock i'm fine right let's bring back uh dean kane let's have him <laughs> out there shooting 10 balls out the out the corner pocket um yeah you know i'm i'm all for it i mean and you know compared to some other sports like the nfl whose all-star game has really started to go down the butt the tube uh they, they're, they're pretty much playing two-hand touch in the they, yeah. in the football you know you know we can't have guys getting injured i believe travis kelsey may have gotten injured one time with all-star game i i can't remember who it was some tight end uh so you know i i just it's hard for me to say, hey, what they did wasn't great. It was exciting, um, and I think they should do more of it, honestly. Right, yeah. Like I said, it was great. That fourth quarter was phenomenal. It was intense. You know, they were really, you know, well, you went for it. So it was a great thing. Um, will they do continue it this way? Possibly. I'm not sure. But I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed the game very much. Um, now that we are into the second half of this basketball season, um I mean, looking at the standings right now, of course, you know, Bucks best record in the in the in the, in the league again. I mean, Lakers in the West, Bucks in the East. Are we just pretty much on pace to a Bucks Lakers uh, final here, Obed? Or I mean, is anyone else? Are you any of your predictions that I think you might that you think might happen? Some seedings might change. What are we in for here? Um, I, I'm, you know, we said it here on what's the word entertainment, uh, Sherman, you said that the Lakers would be coming out of the West. Uh, and I, I would have to agree with you that I believe LeBron is going to represent with the team they put together right now, the streak they're on, uh, as far as the level of consistent play they're able to put together. Yes, they have 12 losses looking and you compare that to a Bucks team that only has eight right now. Um, it's, it's, you know, kind of, uh, putting, hedging all of our bets here. Um, a Bucks now, team that has actually clinched a playoff berth, by the way. There you go. Yeah, right. And but again, the East we know is far easier than the, than the West. Um, you know, I don't want to count out the Heat. 
who the Bucks have just lost to uh, recently, 131 to 126 in overtime. They lost to the Celtics, 116 to 105. Uh, you know, and if any team were more of a built around one player individually. It's definitely the Bucks. You remove Giannis. I, I mean, I, I fret to think like what kind of team could be able to compete in a seven game series if it even went that far. If they were to lose Giannis in the process. Um, yeah, uh, I think. I mean, if they, if they if they lose Giannis, they're they're done. So let's yeah, just face so, it. You know, I you don't know. think Chris. I don't think Chris Middleton would be able to carry that team. <laughs> He's, he'll do something. It'll, it's, it'll, yeah, he's an all-star. Yeah, he's an all-star. Not, that's, right. And that's not that's not really diminishing Chris Middleton. I just he's yeah. just not he's not the one to lead a team to the promising. He's not a he's not a LeBron. He's not uh, you know what I mean a Kawhi. He's not you know somebody like that. That's why. A, a key role player, one of your superstar role players, I should say. Uh, he's like uh, Kyle Lowry, right? Like he's going to give you what he gives you, and he's very good at it. Um, right. He can be an all-star some years, right? But he's not going to take that team. He's not a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry, right? Exactly. Build the entire thing around him. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think we don't want to count out the Heat. I just think they have great energy, and you know, I want to see uh, what they do with Andre Iguodala there, how they how they run the court with them. Um, it's it's the East will at least be exciting and decently matched once other teams figure out how to keep Giannis out of hurting your plans and forcing everyone to play around him and we'll see I think that those three teams have an opportunity but I think it'll definitely be the Lakers out of the West uh, yeah I mean I've, I've said it like, I, like you mentioned I said the Lakers will come out of the West the Nuggets I feel are almost sort of a both a contender and pretender they're 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 going to be a great they're going to they are a great regular season team. They're second in the West right now, only five games back behind the Lakers and a game and a half ahead of the Clippers. Uh, Nikola Jochik is playing playing his butt off, um, averaging 21 and 10 so far, leading the team in assists as well too. But I just don't think once it gets down to the playoffs and the nitty gritty, I don't think they're really going to you know have it. Um, yeah. But I think I think we should expect the Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals. Um, the Lake, Lake, obviously there's no really home court advantage to everyone in there. Both, they're both at home. So, which will be yeah. nice. Which will yeah. probably be, you know, five or six games, you know, playing your same arena, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but as far as the East, you know, Bucks, I think just are going to take it. I do expect the Celtics to go farther than the Raptors. I will say that even though the Raptors okay. are right now in second place, I think the Celtics have more. The Heat has been a surprise team. Jimmy Butler's doing a great job with those young guys like Bam out of Bayou that, that he's an all-star this year. You know, um, the Sixers are just too kind of up and down. Ben Simmons is out with that back injury right now. Yeah. They're too inconsistent. Embiid is inconsistent. I just don't think it. So I think there's, I think we'll possibly see a Bucks Celtics Eastern Conference Finals, and just depending on how injuries are, who, things like that. I but I still expect the Bucks to come out. You know, like I said, barring anything, let's say Giannis gets hurt, of course there will be done. Uh, and you know, but. It's pretty much I say it straightforward. Anything else out of the West I'm looking at now? Uh, you know, not really though. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much set on it. Lake Lakers and Clippers in the West Finals. The Rockets. I've I've said my piece on the Rockets before, so I'm not even gonna go yeah. into it. Too much. Yeah. Too, too many. Too many ball hogs. Not enough balls to go around between Westbrook right. and Harden. So that's right. th that's that. But um, yep. Um, I don't know some other news I wanted to mention quickly here. Um, the Nets point guard Kyrie Irving was out for the remainder of the season. Um, you know what? Why not let him sit? You know, have their shoulder surgery, get better, because you know they weren't really going to do anything. Kyrie, I mean, as we know, excuse me, not Kyrie. Kevin Durant is obviously not going to come back this year. The Nets, yeah. you know, they're they're what, sitting in seventh place right now in the East, but they weren't going to do anything, even if Kyrie was playing and is still healthy. Yeah, I say let him get 100% healthy, and next year bring him and K and KD back 
at a full, at full strength, and then you can start to do some things. I still think Brooklyn needs another piece, but I think they still will be a formidable formidable team once they get Kyrie and KD back 100%. Do you agree? I do. I do agree with that. I feel like, you know, what do you, you have nothing to gain by putting throwing him out there. Yeah, you're going to sell some tickets, but really, you know, you, you don't have that team, that roster out there until Kyrie and KD are on the court. Um, you know, and uh, again, this is they're kind of in the same boat as the uh, the Warriors right now. Right. Like get your get your hurt guys back. See what mm-hmm. you can do next year. You know, just build up for, for what you could be in the future versus what you are today, um, because next year is, it's going to be exciting. Right. Like, while I do believe uh, that the East is easier than the West as, as far as a path to uh, the finals. Um, you know, now that we're talking about, OK, a successful Bucks team, a Toronto Raptors team that is still competitive down the stretch and in second place. Um, you know, a Celtic team that can compete, a Heat team that's that's young. And uh, being a young team, an old man, Jimmy Butler, could probably do a lot of things down there in South Beach if these guys gel together over the next few years. Um, I, right. I think it's going to be a lot more competitive just in the sense of uh, parity amongst those teams uh, when uh, KD and Kyrie are on the floor. Right. And you mentioned the Warriors quickly. I, they're saying about Steph Curry is possibly can kind of return as soon as uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. I'm going to say this right now. Steve Kerr to, to the rest of the Warriors staff, sit that man. There is no damn reason for Steph Curry to play this season. Fact. They, the Warriors are the literally legitimately the worst team in the league right now. They have the worst record at 12 and 46 by far the worst record in the league. There is no read. They're not making the playoffs. Even with Steph Curry returns and plays a couple games here and there, whatever have you. Even if he plays the rest of you, they're not making the playoffs. They're not going to do anything. Why go out there and risk him re-injuring that hand? There is no reason. Sit your butt down, rehab, whatever you need to do. And because Clay's not coming back, we know that. Draymond's been hurt, you know, here back. and there. Yeah. Wait till next season. Roster management. At this point, roster management is important. And and if there's a city that would understand, it's definitely that fan base. Dude, forget it. This season's over. It's okay. done. You, you're not doing anything. Just let yeah, as I said, squash the whole put a put a kibosh on the whole joint mm-hmm. and just come back next year strong and do what you do as the old school goal as the you know, as we know the Warriors from the years past. And that's it. Yeah. So a little PSA for you folks listening out there, right? and then to the Warriors fans out there. Right. <laughs> Moving along, um, also, you know, as we talk about basketball, and we mentioned Kobe and Gigi before. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see the memorial service that they had at the Staples Center on Monday. Man, what a yeah. what a phenomenal, phenomenal um, showcase they put on in honor of Kobe. Gigi and the other um, unfortunate victims of that horrific crash. But yeah. man, I mean, from you had celebrities from all over the place in the building. You had performances from Beyonce and my girl Alicia Keys and Christina Aguilera. You know, man, the people in the you had Kanye in the building, J Lo, A Rod, Kim K. I mean, man, Rick Fox. Man, yeah, everybody, hadn't seen him in years. Yeah. You know, Steve Nash was there. Shaq, my man MJ, of course, gave a gave a A-Rod, amazing speech. Yeah. MJ gave an amazing speech. The you crying know. MJ meme. I mean, come on, perfect. Just, per, just. And yeah. and he mentioned that he said to him he said in this speech that he told his wife that he didn't want to cry because he didn't want to be another meme for another four to three to four years to come. <laughs> the place the place let loose in laughter. That that was a great that was a great moment. Yeah, <laughs> um, 
you know, Shaq gave, a, gave another touching speech as well, too, made a funny comment. He told the story that, you know, one year the guys were complaining on the team that, you know, Kobe wasn't t- passing the ball. Shaq said, all right, I'll talk to him. He said, hey, Kobe, you know, there's no I in team. Kobe responds back, yeah, well, there's an M.E. in that mother. <laughs> I thought that was a great story. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's was, just so good. So good. I know. I know. Who doesn't like Shaq? <laughs> you know. You know, but but man, to see that side of him as well, right? To be, yeah. you know, that um, the stories that folks were telling were so amazing. Did you catch any of it, Obed? Uh, I did. I got a chance to catch uh, part of uh, Vanessa uh, Bryant's speech. It was fantastic. Um, you know, I got a chance to see uh, uh, Gino Arietta uh, yep. go, go up there um, and talk about, yeah, uh, I saw her passing or in reference to Kobe asking about uh, mm-hmm. she, coaching his daughter was that he saw Gigi passing. He's like, she's not listening to her father. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, passing like, on a wide, on a wide open, she's wide open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, you know, it just, it's that embodiment of, of Kobe and all of these things, you know, all of these different stories everywhere. Um, I actually, uh, the, random, I went to a uh, personal development seminar over the weekend uh, and uh, interacted with a gentleman who was from Pennsylvania, told me about he had moved there to like some ritzy town, was going to high school, uh, was kind of like punk rocker emo guy, right? Like he just uh, was probably not uh, the most feeling that there was going to be a welcoming for him there. And the star basketball player from the team says, hey, you could find a bunch of friends here. You'll definitely fit in. And he never knew this individual as a basketball player. Come to find out it's Kobe Bryant. This gentleman transferred to to Lower Marion. The first guy that he meets in his homeroom class is Kobe Bryant, welcomes him with open arms and says, hey, you know, you'll definitely find friends here. You know, this is a place where, you know, everybody's really cool. Everyone's really genuine. This guy doesn't like basketball at all. You and know, he just, met Kobe. Wow. And he, and he knew Kobe Bryant. He went to high school with Kobe Bryant. Like, That's just cool. the the energy of that is just crazy. And everybody who has a story to tell about it, you know, and what he's done after his post basketball career as well, right? Just a, a an individual who you know wanted to be the best and bring out the best in those around him, right? So. Right, right. You know, and that's that's the thing. Even Rob Palenka, the GM of the Lakers, is telling a story how even in his final hour, he was doing things for other people, how he was texting Rob Palenka from the helicopter while Palenka was in church talking about how Kobe wanted to do something, you know, still for other people. Even in his last hour, just he was getting trying to get one of the Altabelli's other daughters, like an internship in baseball, something like that. And he was just always trying to do things for other people. It's just amazing that the stories everyone was telling and it's just it was it's just it was a great ceremony i think you know it was very touching jimmy kimmel was the host he was you know in tears half the time and man, i got to say they did a they did a great job shout out to you know the lakers organization entire staples staples center arena and everyone there it was definitely something to witness for sure so i mean this was i mean it was big i mean i haven't seen anything like that since the michael jackson memorial that they put on i believe which was in the staples center as well if i'm not mistaken yes so, yes i believe so so this was just fantastic. I just got to say, it was actually incredible. Let's move along, Obed. I wanted to talk about some some latest football news. Um, don't know if you saw this, but defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett, has been reinstated by the league. Of course, we know he was suspended last season for getting into that fight with quarter, but Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph, swinging the helmet, hanging on the top of his head. Was this a little bit too soon, or do you think he should still be out? Uh, personally, I think it's a little too soon. Um, it's probably, 
you know, more so identifiable because they didn't suspend Mason Rudolph, right? So I think if they had both been suspended and gotten out at the same time, people wouldn't have been in as up in arms as they are about this right now. Um, you know, we, we want to be very kind to the fact that Mason Rudolph got no suspension, right? So how long really of a serious suspension could you give someone when another culprit in the in the event didn't get suspended at all? Uh, I think this was so, so let me ask you, do you think Rudolph should have been suspended? I absolutely think Rudolph should have been suspended. He had a, a part to play in what, that altercation uh, that led to what what occurred. Um, he wasn't at he at any point he could have stopped bum rushing him at any point. You mm-hmm. know there were at least two opportunities there for Mason Rudolph to turn the other cheek. Yes, because Miles Gar- uh, Garrett had wronged him, but two opportunities to turn the cheek, which he did not, which then involves uh, you know gets Pouncey involved in this as well when Browns players are trying to break things up. I I, I just you know. It's uh, or excuse me, David. I think David Castro was on top of him, on top of Miles mm-hmm. here. Um, but and and Garrett is still saying that uh, allegedly saying that you know Mason Rudolph used a racial slur against him. You know Rudolph is den- completely denying that. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just like he said. He said it kind of at this point. There's no audio of it. There's no you know physical evidence. It's just like I said. He said. He said. Is this gonna just linger on? Is someone gonna take legal action? I don't know. What's gonna really gonna happen here? But I think it is a little bit too soon, though, for him to come back. If there's no legal action, there's wrong enough. Uh, uh, what's it called ill nature on both sides that it's probably just gonna we're just gonna move on from this. Yeah, and I think at some point you you kind of just have to move on. You know what I mean? Um, it's just like, dude, it is it is what it is. You know, as it happened, I think he's still still soon for him to come back. But you know, here we are. Um, and some other news um, around the league, um, Redskins corner, cornerback Josh Norman was released. Dude, what happened to him, man? You know, he's really hasn't done much since he left Carolina. Don't know why he went to Washington in the first place, but like spent the money, last money, four money, money, <laughs> money, <laughs> spent the last four seasons in Washington. He had one Pro Bowl year with the Panthers. He's got this past year. He had one interception in 12 games played. You know, um, I'm not really sure where Josh Norman kind of goes from here. Well, who's in the market for a cornerback of his caliber? Or, you know, he's what? Uh, he's what? 32 years old, I think. I believe. You know, he will he will be 30 or 33 once the season rolls around. I don't know. Could where do you think he could go at this point, Obed? I just don't know. Yeah, at this point, I mean, it's it's hard. You're hard pressed to think a player who got benched what the last like three four games of the season uh, is really going to provide you much. Um, his fall off was epic. I mean, he did like what most individuals do when coming to DC. They got to check that whether it's Albert Hainsworth, Ed Reed, uh, um, uh, Deion Sanders. You know, these guys all come out here. Bruce Smith, Jason Taylor. You pick your pick your poison. Um, the the one downside to that is that you know there are people who actually come to D.C. and try to thrive. Bradley Beal going for 50-plus points two games back-to-back with the All-Star snub. At least he's trying to make D.C. something official. Um, but <laughs> but he's, he's, putting on a, he's putting on a show, dude. He's definitely putting on, putting a, on show. a show. Yeah. And Josh Norman, you thought, probably would have been able to stick with uh, his former coach, now taking over at the Redskins, Ron Rivera. Um, he that, might have been able to, to slide in and run the same defense that they were running before. But I really thought – that's why I was so surprised by this, that – his former coach is the new is the new head coach in Washington, yeah. and then he gets that's why I was so shocked by it. I really thought that that would be a better for for Norman, but apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, I know. I don't get it. Um, some other some other news. Um, 
Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers will officially be entering free agency for the first time in his career. Man, 16 years with the uh, with the char- with the charges. And he will he will be he will have another uniform next year, a different uniform next season. Some possible landing spots for Philip Rivers. I'm you know I think he's he recently moved his family from San Diego to Florida. Could he end up in Tampa Bay? Could he end up in Jacksonville? Um, I'm not really sure. Your thoughts on where Philip Rivers could possibly go this upcoming season? Personally, knowing that Philip Rivers, one, is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He just cannot be that guy to manage the ship way down the stretch. You cannot. You have to have him on an offense where you're going to run the ball like 20 times, right, and kind of not hide the quarterback, but limit the quarterback's duties. Um, he has the reports uh, out today, I believe, are linking him to Frank Reich and the Colts, who are in a hole here with uh, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, man, I don't know if you want him to be your starter. Uh, he was never intended to be. He, came, he was supposed to be a quality backup behind uh, Andrew Luck, who uh, retired early. Um, right. He was but, by default became the starter. By default became the starter and played valiantly, earned a contract. But, you know, I mean, I think they need somebody he's, with a little more leadership out there. He's a, he's a good QB. Don't get me wrong. But... Don't get you wrong. No. But no. I don't think he's there to be to be the guy that's going to take over. They'll probably look for somebody young in the draft. You know, um, they uh, I, I could see them dipping back in. I don't know. Could it be Jake Fromm out there? Somebody that maybe they can work with over time. He's not a bad QB. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but no, but... I, I don't think he'd be an upgrade over uh, Jameis Winston, though. I don't think the Bucks is realistic. No. Okay. What? So, what about let's say Jacksonville getting over in front of uh, Minshew or Foles? Now that offensive line is a problem. If you can't keep uh, Philip Rivers upright, you're not going to have a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, he he and he doesn't have the best supporting cast of wide receivers out there as well. I mean, you know, DJ Chark has shown us a whole bunch. Um, they still have. Uh, excuse me. Um, who's who's that wide receiver um, that they replaced? Uh, Alan Hearns with. Oh my goodness. Let's see. I can't even remember the names. It's a bunch of no-name guys and DJ Chark who actually made a huge impact. You know, it's it's tough to think that uh, Marquise Lee, Marquise Lee. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. could he go out there and handle throwing the ball 30, 40 times a game? Hand, uh, throwing the ball, maybe he could be checking down to uh, Leonard Fournette if they re mm-hmm. Fournette. It could be like him when he came into the league with Ladainian Tomlinson, right? But. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just you, you, he, it's a risky play to bring him up if he can't give you, you know, 20, 25 quality throws a game. Well, what about even Miami? You know, they're certain, they're in search for another QB. I know um, that will the Ryan Fitzpatrick may come back next season. It's rumored that you know the Dolphins could possibly look at getting Tua in the in the, in the draft this year. So I think that's going to be up in the air if they, they if he falls down to them. I just don't know. I mean, I still think Philip Philip Rivers has some time left in him left in in him to play. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he still can lead a team. Can he lead a team to a championship? You know, I think I said this before. I feel so bad for Rivers. He what is he'll probably want to be one of the best quarterbacks to not even make it to a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and, you know, and I just think he need. I feel like I want him to get a ring so bad before he goes out. He's so he's such an underrated QB, you know. Um, yeah. And I think he's just he's one of he he's one of he's the type of player I think will undoubtedly get into the Hall of Fame one day. I hope so. I really do. I will yeah. I'll be stumping for him. If you're gonna put Eli in there on Super Bowl rings, you should be able to put Philip Rivers in there on body of work alone. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, I'm not really sure what's gonna happen, but I guess we'll we'll see what does. Another QB news: Drew Brees will be returning to the Saints next season. Dude, is this his last shot to get another title before he re- he goes out and retires? 
I would think so, since he got robbed of the last three other times. Um, one was by, uh, you know, a terrible defensive play by his defense. They have a defense now. Great. Um, the other two were just terrible, terrible calls. Obviously, the notorious no call on three different events with the uh, the helmet to helmet hit um, mm-hmm. blowing up against the Rams. Uh, pass interference, right? Pass interference. Uh, and then this past uh, uh, yeah, year, past offensive pass interference this year. Pass, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, pass interference before no call or no call offensive pass interference this year. Yeah. yeah it just, I mean, it's it's a gut wrenching. It's heart wrenching. Um, and you know, I feel like he could play out there now. He said he's open to having uh, uh, Taysom Hill take some more snaps. Obviously, people are talking about uh, Teddy Bridgewater being able to command $25 million plus a year uh, at, as, at starter level for his what he was able to do while riding the ship when Drew was down. Um, so I don't know. We have questions of the arm. We have questions of, uh, you know, what, what's it going to look like for him? Hey, as long as he can keep getting the ball out to you can't guard Mike, he's going to be just okay. But I don't know if he'll ever win a Super Bowl again. Dude. My, I mean, yeah, <laughs> my kids doing it, doing the things. I mean, I think Drew Brees has limited time left. I will say that. I don't think he had, I think he probably has this year, of course, and maybe um, another year afterwards. And that's about it. I don't see him going for another three to four years. Um, like I said, this could be his final season. Don't get me wrong. This very well could be his final year in the league. But you know, I I, I would like to, I would like to see Drew Brees win it win again. I'll say that I would like to see Drew Brees win another one. He deserves it. He's one of the best that ever do does it done, has done it. Um, so shout, you know, I'm rooting for him all the way. Moving on. Um, don't yo dude. This is what I wanted to mention to you. I forgot. Did you notice the Seahawks signed tight end Greg Olson? And if he I was let go for the Panthers, now the Seahawks got him. Is this really? This is a good move for Russell Wilson, bringing him another weapon here to uh, drop the ball down to. You no, know, Will Disley was a no, was an okay um, tight end coming in there, even though he had Luke Wilson. But giving Russell Wilson um, another target is just going to help him, and just going to up his game even more. What do what, what, you, you like the move? I'm calling it now. You're going to be seeing the two tight end Seattle Seahawks next year uh, because. At this age for uh, Greg Olson, yes, he did get back past the injury bug with his foot and was able to play well. Um, I don't know how many uh, weeks of home games at uh, Qualcomm Stadium he's going to be able to suffer through when it's cold and raining and dreary uh, with them brittle bones. But while he's out there, he has a great hands, great reliable receiver. I mean, this just – I feel like considering what they have in DK Metcalf, what they have in uh, – uh, Tyler Lockett, along with Will Disley, and now adding, uh, uh, um, sorry, Greg uh, Olson. Greg Olson. Um, that's that's going to be an offense that's going to be able to spread the ball around effectively. And then you know, when Chris Carson comes back, does that eat into his passing play? Does that make him more of just a one-dimensional guy on the ground? I was going to say they need their running backs to stay healthy. Procise was hurt. Carson was hurt. You know, they signed right. Marshall Lynch late late in the year. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't think he'll be back at all but you know yeah the, i think it's just this just gives wilson an, an another another added weapon who's a reliable guy as, as, aside from injuries just as on the being when he's on the field olsen is a reliable pass catcher i will yes. say that he yeah. just needs to get he needs to be able to be on the field best you know? ability is availability i've said before there you go the best ability is availability absolutely 100 percent there um another another football news um the new cba was addressed and pointed out this week by the league player reps have were, were met the other day they sent the proposal back to the cba i wanted to get your thoughts quickly on this old bed you know they proposed various different things including um expanding the season to 17 games 
expanding the playoff teams to 14 teams, um, you know, reducing training camp practices, expanding the rosters, also even increasing salaries for rookies. You know, the 17 game thing, this has been talked about for quite some time. Will it get passed? I just don't know. Now, for us as fans, heck, hell, we love it. You know, we want to, the more football, the better. You know, and in, and in, and in, when of course putting this 17th game, they will be reducing um, preseason down to three games instead of four. But man, more football you can give me, of course, the better it is. What, what do you what do you think the players are kind of thinking about here when they see more another game? Um, you know, as far as revenue is concerned, you know, the league is going of course going to get billions. They're going to get a little chunk of the pie. At the end of the day, it's all about money, of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're getting like what 48 and the 40 and a half percent of this 5x added 5 billion. It's that's when you think about how many players are sharing that 48 percent versus how many owners are sharing that fit there. Uh, what 51.2 point and a half percent. Obviously, we're talking about a lot of numbers here, but you know, that's been the game since a one. And I don't know if the NFLPA has enough lawyers in it. I don't think we want players who have CTE uh, negotiating on the behalf of new people. That, I'm just throwing that out there for one, two. <laughs> Uh, each of the last 14 Super Bowl teams that have gotten there have gotten there with a four, with a first round buy, either one of the top two seeds. They are taking away one of the top seed bye weeks and having this extra team in there. That in and of itself is going to make it far more competitive. Fine. Yes. I am concerned that they are just going to start showcasing college football NFL points all, all the time. You know, guys out here slinging it at the, the point scores have been up on the rise the last three years in a row. Um, well, I, you know, it's become a passing league. Yeah, it's I'm, my concern is how watchable is this going to be when they start operating in this fashion? You know, if you you know, now the, those plays are going to be even so much more important, even so much more critical for those game of inches that we talk about all the time uh, that, you know, I don't know. I, hey, it, it's gone to the players. So, I mean, if the players vote this in, all they need is a simple majority. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. Yeah, you know, I think it's always something to that the players are really going to have to really think about for a long time because adding an extra game, even though it's going to bring in more money and, and, you know, and it's great for the fan base and you get to see their team again, it's you're putting them at risk. You know, we all at the biggest, of course, the biggest thing in the, in the, in the, in the league for the past few years, it's all about player safety, player safety. So you're adding more games. You, it, it's just making it, it more at risk for more injuries. Wow, that's and that's really a, that's just a fact. It's a plain out fact. You're yeah. making more risk for more. You're getting more risk for more injuries. So, like I said, fan wise, I think it's great. I love it. Um, I'm not really sure if I agree with you on you saying how you know, <clears throat> excuse me, how the product may be may, may lessen. But as far as from a player standpoint, you know, they've really got to think about it. Especially these young guys who are in the league. These, like I said, these rookies, they're going to get an increase in salary. These guys who are struggling to make teams, you know, they're getting more money in their pocket too. So this can help them stick around. So they're going to want that too as well. You know, um, it's also they're expanding the rosters by two players from 53 to 55, and even on game days as well from 46 to 48. So now two extra guys can get dressed and get that actual game check. So those guys, even if you're the third string quarterback or you're the sixth string receiver that's more money in your pocket so now granted these cba things they're not really generally for the, those lesser guys you know you're not they're not you know we're not really talking about the guys you know on the back end majority of the time we're look, looking at the guys who like the aaron Rodgers, the, the the russell wilson's guys you know what i mean things like that of course as we mentioned as we know but i think it's 
it's something that eventually I think it will get done. Just be honest. I think we will have a 17 game season, whether it be this upcoming year or the next year. I mean, well, I think that's the thing. It, it's the earliest as of next year, excuse me. So whether it be next year or the year after, I think we for sure will have a 17 game season. Um, I think that I think it will get passed, and it's just gonna get done because at the end of the day, everyone wants more money. Because you know what, everybody's all about that paper. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> Hashtag just saying, get it while you can. Uh, you know, and it's interesting you mentioned, or excuse me, it's thought provoking that you mentioned about how they get two extra players, two extra guys get paychecks. You're gonna need way more bodies than two extra guys per team, right? It's like the idea that you're only gonna spend eight dollars per person to counteract what's going to happen with coronavirus. Let that be known. You're gonna have an unfortunate thinning of the numbers because there's just not that many bodies to take on that much uh, load. Right. And there's no extra bye week as well, as well too, in, during the regular season. Fact. You know, so with, you have an extra game, but no extra bye week. So I guess it's left to be seen. We'll see what happens there. Anyway, folks, I think that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Um, so glad to be back in action with my partner in crime, Old Bed. Any, uh, any last words for the people here? America, we're getting into what seems like springtime. Uh, it's going to be Pisces season pretty soon. Um, I am out here to let you know, party hard. I will. Big ups to Brooklyn. Kiss your family. Kiss your daughters. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Big up. <laughs> on that note, I will I will send us out. Folks, don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud.com slash What's the Word Entertainment. And, of course, on Twitter at BWWENT4OBED. I am sure we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.